What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 11 with the old bros. Today, we got a special show for you guys. And I know we always say that all the time, but today is really, really special. It's 4th of July, and we're dropping this uh, baseball classic show for you guys. Yeah, we're dropping that new heat today. Uh, you can talk about baseball. Uh, we haven't had... We haven't really had much to talk about baseball uh, last couple months or so, so we just felt like we uh, we owed it to all the baseball fans out there that want to hear baseball topics and and yeah, just just talk baseball because I know a lot of fans miss it. Yeah, and you know, every time I think of Fourth of July, man, not just obviously an important holiday in our country, but. I think of baseball, man, and I. whenever I get the chance, I, I love watching my baseball games on 4th of July. It's, it's probably, besides opening day, it's the one game I look forward to. So, yeah, man, we're just going to be talking about our baseball this upcoming season. It's going to be a weird season, but we got a whole bunch of information for you guys, Hope a bunch of predictions, and hope you guys enjoy the show, man, but I hope everybody's going to have a safe 4th of July tonight. Um... Yeah, man, just be safe out there. Um, what are you going to do tonight, uh, 4th of July, or today? Uh, just hang out with family. Um, that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah. You got any special 4th of July traditions? Um, <laughs> not really. Just drink. Just drink? <laughs> that's good. Drink and watch the fireworks. Um, that's cool, man. Um, what about you? Nothing, man. Uh, my 4th of July, I always like to do something, like I said. Either go to an amusement park, but that's not happening. Uh, watch baseball, that's not happening either because they couldn't get a deal, a deal done. But, man, I just like to keep it chill with the family and watch the fireworks. Uh, enjoy the summer. Beautiful weather. So, it's cool, man. Maybe watch some E.T., my favorite 4th of July movie out there. Oh, wow. <laughs> but, yeah, that's about it, man. Just uh, just chilling. And, uh you know, we're, we're upset we didn't get a baseball, you know, it would have been dope baseball starting today, but it didn't happen, but we have a lot to look forward to. Um, yeah. Um, what's some of your favorite baseball movies, if you have any? Baseball movies. Uh, I guess Sandlot is number one for me. Um, another baseball movie I like, and it's very underrated, is uh, Hardball. Yeah. Hardball, it's underrated movie. I I feel and, and it's a bunch of kids just playing ball and that, that's always that's always cool. Uh, so yeah, I think that's pretty much. I mean, Major League uh, is another one. It's pretty cool. But as far uh, to me, I, I rank those two two maybe because they're kid movies. They kind of relate mm-hmm. to you as a young. Uh, when you're young, so, so yeah, I think, uh, I think those are my top two. What about yours? I'd say maybe my, one of my favorite movies of all time, not just baseball movie, but definitely Moneyball. I just, just love how they made that movie, man. It's great acting, Brad Pitt, Jonah Hill, uh, dope ass story with the Oakland A's and how, you know, they had, what they had to do, create in the, in the, in the office to compete with teams like the Yankees and the Red Sox who were taking their players. And it's just, it's just a dope story. If you, if you haven't seen Moneyball, check it out. Um, another, like, Hardball, you said, one of my favorites growing up, Mr. 3000 with Bernie Mac. That was dope. Uh, rest in peace, Bernie Mac. That, that's a funny movie, funny baseball movie to watch. And like you said, The Sandlot, I, uh, 
one thing, man, maybe one day, my kids, my nephews, whatever, I would like to reenact that scene in San Lon on the 4th of July, man, when they're playing out there in the, in the, in the night and just the fireworks out there. I think that's an iconic scene in, like, these baseball movies, man, and... Yeah, and I just kind of always wanted to reenact that. You know, just go out there, play baseball in the night as the fireworks are going on 4th of July. That, that's dope to me. Uh, for the for those that don't know Eric uh, personally, he's a, he's an actor by night. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. But I'm talking about, I'm not maybe reenacting the whole scene, but I'm just talking about playing the game out there in the night. That would be dope. Um, but yeah, man, those, those are some of our favorite baseball movies. Um, yeah, MLB season. What do you what do you think? What do you expect this season? You expect a lot of weird things. I expect a lot of weird things this year. Um, well, it's more like I don't know what to expect. That I think that's 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 better to say. I don't know what to expect from this baseball season. It's only sixty games. Um, you know, especially with this uh, this COVID going around. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know how they're gonna do it. I don't, I don't know how how they're gonna do it with traveling and everything. But whatever. I'm. Uh, I like to be that person that likes to be positive about things. I don't like to uh, be negative and be. Oh well, it's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. You know. I I don't like to be that 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 person. You know. I I hear a lot of radio sports talk and there's a lot of there's a lot of. Um, there's a lot of people that just they're just negative, man. Like season hasn't even started and they're already saying there's not gonna be a World Series. This season will not finish. And it's just like, dude, nobody knows what's gonna happen. Just let them play and and just stop talking. Like they, there's so much other positive things that you're talking and then you're on the radio just blabbing about negative stuff. So to me, I don't know what to expect this season. Which could be a good thing, could be a bad thing, but like I said, uh, we already started this year uh, in a weird way. So let's just make the best of it, and hopefully everything goes well. Yeah, there's a lot of changes. Um, obviously, the universal DH is going to be in, in play. Um, you also have the runner at second base in extra inning games to you know speed the games up a little bit, just because they're playing 60 games in 66 days. So you know. You know, and a lot of people have a problem with that, but man, as long as we're getting baseball, like it's dope. Like, yeah, this is uh, gonna be a weird year, uh, strange maybe, but uh, I'm all love for the positivity, like you say, and just be kind of grateful that we're actually getting the sport that we love, you know, and being being able to watch it. We won't be there physically with the players, you know, at this in the stands. Uh, at these amazing ballparks, but man, we're gonna be watching them on TV, training them on like if we were there, right? Yeah, I mean, I think I think the 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 one weird part that's a little weird to me is the whole extra innings, runner at second. It's it's isn't gonna get hard to get used to, um, but I mean, I guess that's probably the universal DH. I'm okay with that. Uh, I've always. Um, I, I like the NL because they have the pitcher bat for himself, but but you know what? At, at AL, sometimes I feel like they have um, exciting games, more runs. So so I'm I'm up for the the universal DH. I think that's cool. Um, and 
Because, yeah, they're going to set up these divisions. It's going to be a little different. Uh, a little different. Um, a NL, the NL, like, for example, NL West is going to play the AL West. And it's going to be 20 league, twenty interleague games and then 40 within the division. Uh, that's a, that's going to be the 40 games within the division. That's going to be uh, a little different. Because usually, what? How many how many games do you usually play in a division within the division? Like each team, you probably play what twenty times? Uh, I think so. Yeah, so I think it's an odd number, s- maybe seventeen, something, something like that. Something like that. Right? But to me, that's gonna be that's gonna be a little, a little, a little different. But you know what? Whatever it is, um, I another thing that's gonna be cool, and um, I thought Max Muncy, um, he brought it up the other day on his Instagram. Uh, where he's he's hitting the ball and you just hear the crack of the bat, and he says, "This is all we're gonna hear this season," and I think that's gonna be cool. Uh, yeah, it sucks that no fans are gonna be there and everything, but that's gonna be cool. You're gonna hear a lot of a lot of players be more vocal. You're gonna hear what a lot of players gotta say, uh, and then the cracks of the bat. That's that's always sweet to to listen to. Yeah, it's it's gonna be strange man obviously like we're saying no fans love going to the games but it is what it is um yeah there's it's gonna be a crazy scene but i don't think the playoff format is changing right no it's gonna be the same same Same, thing same thing well what i heard is gonna happen is you're gonna play 40 games in your division and then 20 with the other with your your interleague interleague yeah with your interleague matchups so that, that's gonna be cool man we're gonna see us being nos uh fans we're gonna see a lot of the aos and that, that's cool we're gonna get uh houston we're gonna get the angels um oakland texas i think we play texas every year but yeah and seattle what do you think about that what about playing um seattle then uh, the you AL- you playing the the, the astros AL, yeah i think that's gonna be that's gonna be cool. Um, playing uh, the Astros, damn man, just getting getting a crack at those guys one more time. I think that's gonna be cool. That's gonna that's gonna be dope. Just trying to get. I don't care if we gotta go to Houston or they gotta come here. It doesn't matter. There's no fans. Yeah, it sucks that they're not gonna get fans to boo the hell out of them. But you know what? Um, I tell you this right now, they're gonna get thrown at. They're gonna get thrown. Somebody's gonna throw at them. I don't know if it's gonna be the Dodgers. Kenley ja- Kenley Jansen said the other day that he hopes nobody throws at them. I think he's just saying that just so, you know, uh, classy. Yeah, just just to not start something. But somebody's gonna throw at them, and the moment that happens, oh, I can't wait to see those fireworks. <laughs> There's definitely gonna be fireworks, but with, with the rules, then will be there can be no fighting. So. We'll see. We'll see what happens there. You know. What do you mean there could be no fighting? <laughs> well, they don't want the players fighting. They're warning them because they don't want to spread COVID. <laughs> so that's 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 one of the many rules, and I think they can't. You know, they can't put their saliva on the ball anymore. It's just a lot of strange rules going on in the game this year, twenty twenty. But so what are they gonna have like a bucket of water out there? Just dip their hand in there and I forgot what they're doing but they're doing something to prevent that and I guess if one player decides to lay you got to throw that ball out because they don't want people touching it or players touching it wow I didn't hear about that but that's interesting yeah it's strange but yeah man um 
Give me your dark horse team from the AL. Or Anna, wherever you want to start off first. You have a dark horse team? My dark horse team, I guess you could say, like, you talking about making playoffs or making a run in the playoffs? or Yeah, I say making, making it to the World Series. Who do you think is that dark team no one's really paying attention to? And you think? Making. I think. Or deep run for the playoffs, it don't matter. Deep run for the playoffs. Oh, God. I, I, I think the Twins. In the AL. I feel like the Twins... They're not. Uh, they're kind of flying under the radar. They made some good moves in the off season. It's only a sixty game season, so a lot of these pitchers are going to be fresh heading into the playoffs. So I feel like that's a team that um, that's a team that you should look out for. They made they were good last year, and they they added some more pieces this year. And I think if they, you know, like I said, it's only a sixty game season, so if, if they'll be fresh come playoff time, I think. I think that's a uh, that's a, a dark horse team. My dark horse team in the, in the AL. Yeah, the Twins are good, man. They obviously added uh, Kenta Maeda, and they added Rich Hill too, right? Yeah. And Rich Hill, man, oh, you can say whatever you want. You know, he's always hurt during the regular season, but come postseason, man, that guy can that guy shows up for the postseason. He did for so many years for the Dodgers, and you know they're getting some clutch clutch players out there. Obviously, they lost. Um, the player you guys got, what was his name? The bullpen guy. Oh, uh, started off. Yeah, was he starting for them? No, or he was, was a, he, he was a reliever. Oh, but we, he was playing with them already. Mm, yeah, he? yeah, he did. Okay. Yeah, he, he he only played like last end of the season. All right. Well, they lose that big prospect, but um, man, there's still a team to watch out for. A dangerous lineup, like we said, and then. Dangerous or potentially dangerous rotation. I mean, come come playoff times during those clutch games, those are the kind of pitchers you want on the mound. And yeah, I think that's a dark team in the AL. I think they can make some noise. They can give uh, the Yankees some fits out there in the AL. Yeah, um, yeah. Like I said, I think Twins, the Twins could uh, could make a run here. Uh, what about the NL? Who was your dark horse team in the NL? Dark horse team for the NL. That's that's tough because, I, in a way, I feel like a dark horse team won the World Series last year. I felt like, as talented as the Nationals were, I don't feel I don't feel like a lot of people respected them. There was a point in the season when they were thinking of finding their manager because of how horrible the season started off. And I think they were nineteen and thirty one, and you know, obviously they lose Bryce, so you don't expect that team to make the World Series after you losing your star player like that, but. Adding Corbin, adding uh, to Scherzer and Strasburg, and Strasburg finally being healthy, man. They, I think they, as a dark horse in the NL, they, they made the World Series and won it. But this year, man, I'm stuck. I'm stuck between the New York Mets and I feel like I know people are gonna say I'm biased, but I think the Diamondbacks because I, I, I like the I like the moves the Diamondbacks made and. This is why, like, you add a player like Madison Bumgarner, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. I was looking at his stats uh, just the other day, and because I know he had kind of an off, off year last year, but damn, his off year was like a 390 ERA, and he's never, he never had anything below, uh, over that, and you add uh, Cole Calhoun. To the to the, to the outfield. Obviously, you got an all-star player in Catel Marte. You got Eduardo Escobar, 
and you still got Robbie Ray. You you ended up didn't tra- you didn't trade him, and then you got an upcoming pitcher in Zach Gallen. I think the the hole in the Diamondback is uh, probably the bullpen. I think it still needs some help out there, but I think they could be a dark horse. And my other choice is uh, the New York Mets because you know you got Stroman, you got Thor, and you got Degrom. And if they can get some hit, I know they had some struggles hitting last year, but I you think still got Wheeler out there. Wheeler, I think he left. I forgot where he left, but I think he left. Um, but yeah, that's a dangerous team, especially if you're only playing 60 games and you got to face those, uh, three pitchers every week, man, that's dangerous. Yeah. I think the NL, my dark horse team, Eric took it, I think is the Mets, but I've, I've said it in another pods. I think, I think the Mets are a team that they're just a, they're just a, they're just a sleeper. They kind of remind me of the nationals. They have these three studs in the rotation and uh if they kind of figure out that bullpen they'll be all right their lineup isn't bad they got alonzo uh the first baseman pete alonzo uh, he's he's a beast and they got some 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 good players out there so I, I i think the mets are a dark horse team um i wouldn't say diamondbacks in my opinion because i just feel like diamondbacks got a good lineup i don't know if their rotation are gonna hold up and uh if Bumgarner could somehow be the Bumgarner before, then maybe you guys could sneak in the playoffs and make a run. But you're asking a lot from uh, from a guy who's up there in age, you know. Um, but that's just that's just my that's just my opinion. I don't know. Of course, you weren't gonna say nothing nice about nine bags. But, you know, man, people are, you know, I get it, bum. But he's only 30, bro. He only turned, he's only, he barely turned 30. He pitched a lot of innings on the arm, you know. They, when I, he was with the, when he was with the Giants, I mean, weren't they in the postseason like every other year in deep runs? So, I mean, you got to also look at that. Yeah, I get that, bro. But, I mean, it's Madison Bumgarner, bro. And then, not like, only that, but another thing that people are not talking about, they're, he's going into a hitter's park. Arizona's a hitting ballpark, but they got the humidity there. That's that's made a big difference. No matter what the people... humidity flies the ball out. No, it doesn't. Yeah, they installed it for so the ball wouldn't fly out that much. Oh yeah, then why 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 uh why are the Dodgers scoring eleven runs every time we go to Arizona? <laughs> See, man, this I, I, I we can't do a show with you and just talk facts and just talk talk uh, good, man. What okay, was, okay, 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 okay. Eric's dark horse is the Diamondback. No, I'm, I'm just trying to get my point across. Like, all right, you got Madison Bumgarner. I'm not saying Robbie Ray is still a top pitcher, but the talent's there in Robbie, man. He hasn't had a season like he did in 2017, but, I mean, he's still a good lefty. You also have Luke Weaver, bro, where he was probably our best pitcher last year until he got hurt out there in Oracle Park. I was at that game to see him walk off the field. And... um. You obviously you you don't have Mike Lee pitching, but that's okay because that gives John John Plantier uh uh it gives him an opportunity to pitch and he played he played pitched some some uh, games last year for us and that's our top prospect. So I mean, I expect I'm like like I'm saying I'm not that's why I have us as a dark horse. Like I fully expect the Dodgers to win the division, um, but and then so some people are really hyped about the Padres out there in San Diego, but. I don't know, man. Like, I just feel like a lot of people are sleeping on the Diamondbacks. And then I do watch some analysts and they'll be like, well, you know, watch out for the Diamondbacks because, you know, look at who they added. And that's what I'm saying. I feel like people don't, 
I don't know. Like I said, our weakness is our bullpen. I feel like it still needs some help out there, Bradley. <laughs> Stop, dude. Okay, Brad, man. Yeah, so I don't know. Look, I'm right. Uh, we're going to get off this topic real quick because Eric's getting a little frustrated here. I can see it in the tone of his voice. <laughs> but, yeah, look, I'm not saying they can't make the playoffs, but it's – in a 60-game season, anything can happen. And they could get a wild card team. They could get in with the wild card, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, my dark horse is the Mets, and uh, we'll see what happens at the end of the year. Yeah, but huh, I'm a little upset with you, bro. But whatever. Oh God, so <laughs> sensitive. <sighs> but man, that 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 that's our dark horses. What's the What's the World Series matchup you got the most likely to happen? And then we'll do least likely, but you think they could happen. The, the most likely World Series prediction, I think, is Yankees-Dodgers. Or my other one would be Dodgers-Astros. Um, I just feel like... This season is going to benefit the teams that are deep because especially I don't know how this whole testing with this COVID is going to go, but they're like, what is it? 60 players in the bubble, mm-hmm. right? Or whatever roster. Yeah. And I just feel like teams like the Astros, Yankees and Dodgers, they're on another level with uh, with the, the with the players that they're taking up with them from the minors and all the way around. So I. Personally, I think it's going to be a Dodgers-Yankees World Series. Us fans, we've been waiting for that for years. Um, It hasn't happened. Hopefully, this is the year that happens. Uh, As far as World Series that I don't think that could happen, but could happen, and it's kind of intriguing. I know a lot of... I don't know, but I I think it could be Mets, Twins. It's a little interesting, a little different. Nothing that people get excited for, but uh, like I told you before, I think the Twins are my dark horse, and so are my Met, the Mets. So I feel like I feel like those two teams, if they put it together, they can make a run. It could beat the Dodgers in a in a five game series if they meet in the first round, or or even a seven game series. They have the pitching matchup with the Dodgers, and and I feel like even even the Twins, the Twins have uh, have some good players to match up with the Yankees. Yankees outside of Cole, there's a lot of question marks in the rotation. So we'll we'll see what happens. But I'm gonna switch it over to Eric. See see what he thinks. I think my. What I could see happening for sure, and I know, or I could, I, I could, I could most likely it's Dodgers Yankees for sure. Um, I could see a New York World Series, Mets, Yankees. I think that would be dope. I think, I think that battle in New York, and then you got DeGrom, you got Garrett Cole. Um, like you said, there's there's a uh, there's question marks in that rotation, that the Yankees rotation, but. Damn, that lineup against that pitching staff in uh, New York, that would be, in New York Mets, that would be sick. 
And and then I could also see another team, dude. Maybe I should have put this in my dark clothes, but I could, I could see like a team like the Phillies potentially making a run. You know, I feel like when there's a lot of hype to a team on a on a specific specific year, man, I think there it's hard to overcome all those expectations, especially for a young team. But I think as talented as the Phillies are, I think they could be a team that could uh, make a run and and uh, make some noise in the playoffs this year. I think once you get that 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 tough season out of you and you're able to bounce back. You're you're able to be like, you know what? I, I played this game. I know this game, and we're just gonna go out there and play ball. And yeah, they might have some holes out there, but I think they're too talented of a team in some areas that they can't even that they won't be able to make wild card. I think they I think they'll make wild card or be in the be in the last days competing to it. Yeah, I think this season uh, out of more most out of other seasons prior. Uh, it's gonna come down to the last day. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of uh, the races are gonna be really tight, because usually nobody has anything wrapped up by sixty games. That's for sure. So a lot of the races are gonna be really tight. I think that AL East is one of the toughest divisions. I mean, NL East is the toughest divisions in, in baseball. You got the Mets there. You got the Braves. The Braves are another team that, man, that team it's it's a young team, and if you're only you're only letting them play sixty games, they're gonna be fresh. And uh, you got a team like the Phillies you just mentioned. They're also a team that uh, they're up and coming. I mean, uh, I don't know about up and coming, but they got some good veterans, and they also got some young ball players. And they underachieved last year, so they want to get you know they want to they want to uh, hit it off on the on the right start. Uh, Mets, I, I already explained the Mets. Uh, <laughs> the only one in that division is probably the poor Marlins. Um, uh, they probably won't too much but but yeah this this season 60 games it's important that you get off to a fast start because if you start off 10 games back within the first 30 games or something like that it might be hard to get back in it yeah i like what you said there um Poor Marlins, uh, they've been having no fans show up to the games for years now. Oh, they're, they're, <laughs> they're probably used to this, right, already. <laughs> yeah, I saw this meme today. It was pretty funny about the Marlins. But, man, I, Marlins, man, they, they're in a huge reel. But, uh, hopefully, they should show some light. But they got a lot of talented prospects out there. Hopefully, they can start calling them up and start building. But that that's a tough division, like you say, man. It's going to take years for them to build up. Let's go to your Cy Youngs. Um, NL Cy Youngs, who, who, in this short season, this weird season, who do you think is in the, in the conversation for Cy Young? Well, I think it's going to be, you can't count out DeGrom. DeGrom is, he's an ace, and and not only that, I mean, he's been good for, he's won, is it, he won the last two Cy Youngs, right? Yeah, so, you can't count him out as the defending Cy Young champ, he's going to be in it, I think. Another one, another sleeper that I feel like a lot of people are not talking about, and you know he's he's under he's in an up and coming pitcher, and he's he's showed flashes of dominance the last couple of years in the postseason, especially is a Walker Bueller. I feel like Walker Bueller is uh, he's an up he's an up and coming uh, ace, and on a short season, man, this guy could this guy could easily win a Cy Young, you know. <laughs> Probably pitch ten games and go nine and one with an ERA of under two. I mean, he he has dominant stuff. 
So that's a that's a guy that I I think he's a he's a, my sleeper for um, NL NL Cyan. So between them two, I think. I think there's a lot of dominant pitchers in the NL. Uh, like you said, Degrom man, probably the best pitcher in the MLB. You got Max Scherzer, you got Strasburg, you got Patrick Corbin, you got Kershaw. But again, one that we agreed on, I got Walker Bueller too. Um, he had a good season last year, man. I, to me, Walker Bueller reminds me a lot of a bum in 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 the in the way that they're good regular season uh, pitchers, but come postseason, dude, you cannot hit those guys. Like it's just they go into a different mode. And obviously, Walker Bueller's young, but dude, every time he's pitching, like there's there's no worry. Like there's with uh, with Kershaw, where you're like, damn, you know, is Kershaw gonna show up today? But Walker Bueller, you. Dude, I don't. It's so hard to get a one one run off that guy in the in the playoffs. That you're just so confident when he's on the mound in the postseason, and I think he's a he's a good regular, a season uh, regular season pitcher. But come postseason, he's dominant force. I think he's gonna be in that mentality in the sixty game where every game counts. So I, I expect big things from Walker Bueller this year. Obviously, he had a two hundred and fifteen Ks last year to thirty seven walks. That's that's incredible, man. Um. A whip of 1.04, and yeah, I, I fully see him being in the conversation for Cy Young. And another guy, dude, another sleeper, have Jake Flaherty from San Luis. Um, going into last season, July 2nd, he had a 4.9 ERA. After that, 16, 16 other starts, guess what his ERA was? What? <laughs> Uh, he looked at my notes, but a 0.93 ERA and a 16 starts. That is nasty, dude. He only gave up 50 hits in the, in the, uh, after that July 2nd game against the Mariners, and he held uh, uh, opponents average to 1.39. That's nasty. He's a, he, I've seen this guy pitch you know, here and there, but man, to put up those stats like he did last year, and I remember he pitched a Sunday night game. I don't know if it was last year or, or two years prior against the Dodgers. And it was a pitching matchup. I forgot who he went up against. I think it was Walker or, or Clayton. But, dude, they were just going at it. And, you know, Flaherty, he's a sick pitcher. And he's a sick upcoming pitcher in a 60-game season. Yeah, anything can happen. I, I think he's going to be in the talks there. Yeah, I like your picks there. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a guy I didn't, I didn't think about. Um, but he, he, he's, a, he's a big sleeper, so... I mean, some of these young pitchers, they have the stuff, you know. They just got to put it together. And I feel like in a 60-game season, that can happen. But, you know, but, yeah, so, so yeah, that's those are those are some good picks. Uh, for my AL, uh, Cy Young candidates, I think it's going to come down to uh, Garrett Cole and maybe Verlander. I feel like uh, Garrett Cole, he's just dominant. And it seems like this guy has been itching to get back on the field since this whole pandemic hit. So I feel like he'll be ready and he'll be ready to prove his contract to the Yankees and the Yankee organization. So I feel like Garrett Cole is 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 going to be up there for Cy, Cy Young in the AL. And then my other one is Verlander, just because I feel like Verlander, he's Verlander. I mean, the guy shows up every year. Um, but I think the the what's going to, like I said, what's going to make this interesting, it's only 60 games. So I mean, if he gets good ten good starts in those sixty games or twelve good starts, whatever it is, 
that's enough to I guess um, I guess put you in the Cy Young race. So I feel like those two two veterans right there, they're gonna be dueling out all year for the AL. My AL Cy Young is I'm a I'm a I picked the two well one's a one's a popular one, one's a, a low key, but he was in the finals last year in the NL. Can you guess who it is? He moved to the AL, but he was in the NL last year. Zach Grinky. Oh, actually, two both of these were in the in the in the NL last year, and they moved to the AL. Wow, two? Yeah, in the dead, middle of the deadline. Oh uh, no, one was uh, signed in the off season. Signing off last year. Yeah. Oh, this year, this year, this free agency he signed with this AL team. He's a pitcher. Yeah. Oh, that's that's hard. Well, Zach Greinke is one that I thought. Yeah, of. Zach Greinke is one of them. He already he already gets one right, but that's not the one I was going to talk about right now. Hmm. Uh, what what division? East. AL East. AL East. Yeah. You want me to just fill it? Man, dude, I feel <laughs> like I. You should know this. I'm just saying. Hinju Ryu. Oh, wow. Ryu. Forgot about Ryu. I thought, yeah, he went to the uh, Blue Toronto Jays. Blue Jays. Yeah. Dude, Ryu's another guy. I mean, he, he has dominant stuff. He doesn't overpower you with his fastball or anything, but the way he moves the ball, uh, uses the strike zone. He's a he's a he's a good he's a good uh, good pitcher. So yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah, he led the MLB in ERA last year in the whole MLB. Um, that's just the only thing with Ryu, man, is, is staying healthy. If he stays healthy, we know he's a dominant pitcher for his career, dude. He has a two point nine ERA. And that, that's that's good, man. He, uh, I think Toronto gets a steal in, uh, in the AOEs. They need some pitching out there, especially in that division with a whole bunch of big hitters. So, I, I you know, in a 60-game season, I'm going on a limb and, says, uh, and say Ryu stays healthy and Ryu, I'm sorry, uh, stays healthy and, and is in the in the conversation for Cy Young. I didn't want to go with Gary Cole because, you know, I know Gary Cole's going to be in there, but, I just, you know, in a 60-game season, I'm expecting weird things and you know, Ryu was second to DeGrom last year, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, Ryu, uh, dominant pitcher, 60 games. I'm telling you, this is this whole 60 games is going to be weird, but, but yeah, I mean, his Ryu's problem, has always, he's always had amazing starts, but it seems like when he gets to September during that, that um, late in the season is when it's... He starts getting arm fatigue, and they had, the Dodgers had a last couple seasons had to skip a couple starts and stuff like that. So, I think this is gonna benefit Ryu. Mm-hmm. Well, and then my second, you guess is that Grinky. Man, Grinky is just one of those pitchers that's just consistent all the time, and he always has his ERA at three or lower. The only bad season I could think of Grinky having was his first year with Arizona, and then I think he had one in uh, Milwaukee that was bad too. But that's about it. He's a he's a pitcher that doesn't rely on his uh, fastball anymore. He's up there in age, thirty six years old. He relies on his uh his secondary stuff, his his off speed stuff, and he's just a he's a great pitcher, bro. And yeah, he has had his postseason problems, but I mean, you look at uh, what he did last year, one hundred and eighty seven Ks for a pitcher that 
I mean, doesn't even use his fastball. That's because, or he does use his fastball, but it's it's a, an eighty nine to ninety, uh, and and he's still able to strike you out that many times. That, that that's crazy to me. And uh, you know, and he he had his postseason problems in the in the in the past, but I mean, he showed up big for Houston last year. The ALCS and the World Series, he had a two point nine five ERA, and he had them in leading in that game seven and. You can blame uh, A.J. Hinch for not putting Gary Cole after Zach Greinke, and that's why Houston lost. But Or you can blame A.J. Hinch for not cheating uh, harder. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think Zach Greinke, uh, he's always been that pitcher that, uh, yeah, like you said, he doesn't throw that heater, but, it, but he's the type of pitcher that, He'll hit you with the 90s fastball, and then he'll hit you with, the, like, a 69. 67 ethos pitch. You know, like, a pitch like that. So that fastball looks like it's, like, 95, if you think about it. Mm. So, so yeah, Grinky, Grinky, he's always had good control. Uh, he's always been a great pitcher, in my opinion. Uh, so, yeah, he, he's, a, he's, a, he's not somebody who's going to overpower you with stuff, but he'll, he'll make you ground out. He'll make you, uh, he'll, he'll make you put the ball in play. And uh, and I think that's a that that works to his benefit. And then he has a, a good offense down there in Houston to get him some runs. So should should be should be interesting. Yeah, he's gonna have some big shoes to fill. Obviously, with the they're departure. probably gonna bang some bigger trash cans. <laughs> obviously, gonna be uh, filling up some big shoes for Gary Cole, stepping into that uh, second pitcher in that rotation. But yeah, you know, hope Grinky has a good year. You know, like him in Arizona, and we're gonna be facing him this year with this new uh, format. All right, let's go down to the MVPs, though. And the MVP, who do you think? I think it's going to be between the obvious, Christian Yelich. That guy, that guy's a monster. Um, it, it seems like uh, when the Marlins traded him, everybody thought, oh, you know, when they traded him and uh, Stanton, Everybody kind of thought, oh, yeah, you know, Stadden's the player, player. But it turns out to be Christian Yelich was the upcoming star that they really never really gave a shot to, I feel. Well, they never let him fully grow into his potential. And so I, I think, I think, I think he, 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 he's going to probably be up there again in MVP candidate. Um, Another guy that I think is, is is an amazing stud. He's a five tool player. Is uh, Mookie Betts. I feel like Mookie Betts is uh, he steals bases. He hits homers. He 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 hits for average. Uh, he plays amazing defense. He's gonna be in a good lineup with a bunch of hitters that could hit. And I feel like that's only gonna benefit him. He's he's gonna be hitting uh, in front or behind Bellinger uh, between. I mean, somewhere it's it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy, you know. Turner, Ballinger, Mookie, and somewhere in that order. And then you're gonna have a DH, so there's gonna be Jock Peterson there. Um, so yeah, he's gonna be in a good lineup, I think. So this is only gonna benefit Mookie, and and I really hope he has a, an amazing season MVP year. Not only for the for me as a Dodger fan that I hope that they get over the hump and win the World Series this year. Uh, but just because I hope he gets it so he could get paid because uh, it kind of sucks that, um, you know, before this whole pandemic hit, he was supposed to get a contract somewhere in the 400 million. So, and then now with everything, revenue loss and 
you know, fans in the stands, owners losing money. They're saying that he might not even get 200. So I, I really hope he has an amazing season and still gets his money. NL MVP, uh, I like both of what you said. Uh, Yelich, obviously, former MVP, and you got Mookie Betts, former MVP. I wouldn't be surprised if anybody win it. But I'm going to go out on a limb here <laughs> and say Cattell Marte MVP. And um, this is, this is, dude, I love that this is a baseball-only show because there's a lot of things I want to get off my chest. And obviously, Cattell ended in fourth in MLP voting last year, but, man, his numbers just incredible. 329 average, 32 home runs, 92 RBI, 36 doubles. He had four. I know he had three for sure, but I think he had four. Four games where he hit a home run from both sides of the plate in one game. Four times. Three for sure. I think, I'm pretty sure he had that four. I just can't. Uh, don't quote me on that, though. I mean, he's a player that, you know, we got him from the Mariners a couple years ago. And every year he's improving. Every year he did something. He looks bigger now, man. He looks more uh, confident. And he, he's a dangerous hitter out there. And I love that we got him. He's becoming one of my favorite players. And, yeah, dude, I, I, I think he plays a position at a high level, second base, shortstop, and center field. He plays he play gold glover at all all three of the positions, wherever you put him at. And it's just he's a really talented player. Obviously, he's not he doesn't get the love. Um, maybe because he plays in Arizona that much. But, you know, there's I, I forgot who posted up their list on MLB Network a couple years back, but they had him ranked as the best. Uh, I think they were doing shortstops that day. But they had him ranked as the best shortstop in the home will be. And I'm glad that he's getting that love, you know, because can you agree with me and say that at one time, uh, Paul Goldschmidt was the best player in that now? Like, he should have won one MVP. Can yeah. You? Yeah. And he never did, man. He lost to McCutcheon, and then I forgot who else he lost to. I don't, did Joey Votto win one? Mm-hmm. NL MVP? Yeah, or did he come in second? Something like that. He came in second, I think. Okay. I don't think he ever won one. Okay, but they were always in the... I know he Chris, won the batting time. Okay. And then Chris Bryant won one. And I just think, like, maybe because Goldschmidt played in Arizona or whatnot, but he just never got that. And I feel like he was a, a feared hitter, just like Mike Trout at one point. You know, and maybe at this point in his career, Goldschmidt has declined, but he's still a scary hitter, man. There was a time where that guy just gave you hope uh, when he was in the batter box, and then if you were an opposing pitcher, you were terrified of that guy because that guy could rip one out. Uh, you can be 0-2 on that guy, and he would come back, draw a walk, draw a hit. Um, it didn't matter if that guy was down 0-2, and that's my praise for Goldschmidt, <laughs> and uh, I just hope Cattell, um wins MVP because... I feel like Goldschmidt at one point got robbed. So who's your other? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't write down my second, but I, I could see another Yelich, Nolan. Nolan's never won MVP, man. I think he's fully deserving of an MVP. And um, yeah, yeah, I, I think I think a lot of there's a lot of good players in Arizona. Uh, Peralta is another guy that I feel like he's underrated. Uh, but that, for some reason, even Goldschmidt, man, there was a couple years I remember he had like 42 homers or something like that. Um, those are big numbers, and it just seemed like he don't get the love. I don't know why. Maybe because there's the fan base might not be that big. I don't know what it is. Uh, 
or maybe not enough playoff appearances or something that they don't get they don't get the the players don't get the because you know a lot of a lot of us real baseball fans they'll watch the whole season or at least most of the most games during the season but you know a lot of fans come in watching when the playoffs start so so you know your average Joe may not know who the hell Goldschmidt is so I I, I feel like yeah you know guys like Marte and Goldschmidt don't don't get the love because uh, they don't they don't get seen as much or the fan base doesn't, you know, doesn't, um, how can I say, doesn't promote them as much maybe, or the team. I don't know. But as far as uh, my AL MVP picks, ah, oh man, this was hard. This was hard. Because I, there's somebody that I wanted to pick in the AL and, and you know what? I think I'm just going to switch it right now. <laughs> I think one of my AL picks is going to be Anthony Rendon. I think he's, he might win a MVP. Uh, he he could have won it last year. He could have beat Bellinger uh, last year for the NL MVP. And I just feel like the Angels are going to be a team that sneaks into the playoffs some way, somehow. Uh, might catch the Astros sleeping a bit. Um, so... I'm gonna pick Rendon. I had originally Trout, but I feel like Rendon. Uh, he he's a solid, he's an awesome player, man. He hits for average, plays good defense, can hit some jacks out the yard. Um, so Rendon is is my a one of my AL MVPs, and the other one, I guess, I'm rolling with um, Aaron Judd just because I feel like you know it's Yankee Stadium. Uh, it's the Yankees. The Yankees are gonna have an awesome year, I feel. And you know, he's 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 always put up numbers. Judd has been one of my favorite players. He's always put up numbers. He plays good defense and 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 the only problem with Judd is staying healthy. But I feel like in a sixty game season, he he could get through these sixty games with the breeze, hopefully. Yeah, we don't have much um to debate here, um, I got Rendon and Aaron Judge as my AL MVP candidates. Just like you're saying, Anthony Rendon is a feared hitter, man. That guy can hit. If you need that guy to hit a double, he'll hit a double. <laughs> yeah, I think he led the NL in 44 doubles last year. Obviously, was huge clutch in the playoffs last year for the Washington Nationals. And he's adding, um, obviously, you put him in a lineup with Mike Trout. You, I mean, you got to know how to pitch to those two guys. You know, I'm pretty sure they're going to be going back-to-back. So, I mean, if Trout bats in front of him, <laughs> like, it's, it's dangerous, you know, and or vice versa. And then Aaron Judge, obviously, uh, he's been in the conversation for MVP for some years now. And I don't know, in a season like this, if he can stay healthy, well, I don't see why not. You know, obviously the popular choice is going to be uh, Mike Trout, like he wins it every year, but, you know, I'm glad I'm going to say someone else wins it this year. Someone, someone different. Yeah. I got a question for you. I think um, knowing it's a 60-game season, uh, so a lot of these pitchers are not going to have wear and tear on their arm as much as previous years. Do you think that Come postseason, there's going to be more of a three-man rotation. Uh, a lot of guys pitching on three days rest more this postseason than than others. Uh, I think so. Uh, 
It's get well, yeah, I, I could see that happening, man, because obviously they're not gonna have a lot of innings on them. Um, as, to start off, I think it's gonna be hard for the pitchers. I think it's gonna take them a couple, a couple, a couple starts, starts to adjust. And you know, with, with a sixty-game season, you don't have much time, so they're gonna have to catch up quick. But come postseason, man, I mean, if you got your best pitchers, if you got your top three pitchers, I don't, I don't see why not. You fighting for World Series and make your if you're they don't have that many innings on them, throw them out there. I don't see a problem with it. I think they're gonna from a competitive level. I think they're gonna want to be out there too. Oh yeah, I think every uh, pitcher does. You know, I just feel like a lot of these pitchers. Uh, it's just a, kind of the beauty of baseball because it's really hard to win a World Series because you get your your you play so many regular season games. It's 162 games, a lot of travel, a lot of you know, you, a lot of pitchers have a lot of wear and tear. So by the time they get to the postseason, they're kind of worn out. And, yeah, the adrenaline kicks in of the game and, it, you know, helps you get through some of these moments. But I just feel like uh, I was thinking about that today. I was like, man, this is – it's going to be a short season. So, I mean, a lot of these guys, it usually takes them about five, six starts to actually get their get going. I'm sure a lot of these players, pitchers, uh, batters, they've stayed ready during quarantine. Um, I don't think they're just sitting on the couch. Uh, at least I hope not, you know. But I'm pretty sure they stay in shape and, and getting ready for whenever it is that they got to come back uh, and play. So I think it's going to be dope. I think this is, this is gonna be, it's going to be a fun, interesting postseason uh, because – I feel like there's gonna be a lot of three more three man rotations, more guys in the bullpen, a lot a lot of starters that are gonna be in the bullpen uh, this postseason, um, and a lot of teams I feel like are gonna go to a three man rotation. Just a hey, every a hey, every uh, you know on three days rest, get out there again because these arms are gonna be fresh. I mean they're not gonna they're not gonna be pitching 200 innings a year or 150 innings a year. You're pretty much going to be fresh heading into the postseason. Yeah, if you really think about it, come postseason time, you're going to be in midseason form. I mean, most of the by by the time playoffs start, I mean, you're going to be having these starting pitchers playing their probably they're pitching their best. I mean, they're just getting they're just going to be getting to their to their heavy workload, and I think they're going to be up for it. I think in a unique season like this, I mean, you're just going to be. Like, for a team like the Mets, like we talk about, you got Stroman, you got Thor, you got DeGrom. I mean, if you guys get those guys every, in a five-game series, a seven-game series, if you get to face those guys, that's crazy. Why, why do you, would you want anybody else pitching four or five, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, like, I think that bad thing is going to happen this year. Um, the sad thing, uh, obviously, we won't be going to the to the games, right? For 2020. Oh, yeah. That's the sad part. No, 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 no 2020 no games. Um, but unless you want to touch on something from this year. What do you mean? You want to touch on anything else from 2020? Baseball season? Well, I mean, this season, it's going to be, uh, like I tell you, it's going to be different. Uh, but I'm excited. I, I'm, ex- I'm always excited for baseball. Always. I'm glad that they got deal done and uh, we're going to be playing some baseball so yeah um, I'm ex- I'm excited for this uh, but I, I 
I just hope I want I'm the uh, like I told you guys before I I want to stay positive and I I want to just just hope this this flows and it flows well you know and um and hopefully we have some awesome postseason and and hopefully it's it's gonna be hopefully it doesn't uh, seem seem like a wasted season I just don't want it to be like that and I think MLB the I've said this before uh, and I'll say it again. For every major sports, like I'm talking about NBA, uh, NFL, MLB, it revolves around money. At the end of the day, it's, it's, it's a business. There's millions and billions of dollars involved here, and they're going to find a way to just get it done. That, that's just how I feel. There's too much money involved, too many, too many TV deals that 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 they'll lose if they don't play these games. So I just feel like they're just gonna have it. They're gonna they're they're gonna figure it out to finish it. There's a reason why they got 60 uh 60 uh players on each team to be to be ready to get called up. Uh so so they're gonna find a way if <laughs> I just hope that we don't see a bunch of minor leaguers playing the World Series because everybody can't play because they're sick or, or something I, that's just that'd probably be the worst case scenario but all i know is that mlb nfl and and nba they're gonna figure out a way to just finish the season and and hope better for 2021 yeah uh, obviously we're hoping for much better in 2021 what i was gonna shift to um the 2021 i mean what's what's some or what's one ballpark you would like to go visit twenty twenty one once we're able to go back? You know, I man, I was uh, I was watching some Dodger replays the other day, just to get this out. I've been to Dodger Stadium tons of times. Uh, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna answer your question real quick, but one place, man, I miss this is Dodger Stadium, bro. I I I miss going to Dodger Stadium. I know Dodger Stadium is probably not. The best stadium, just but going to a game, you know, buying your twenty dollar beers. I know we all complain about how expensive they are, but they taste so good there. And and uh, yeah, I'm gonna be missing. I'm gonna be missing uh, going to Dodger games. But one ballpark I definitely want to go to uh, in 2021 if everything is better. Uh, I want to go to. Uh, San Francisco, uh, is it Oracle Park? Oracle. Oracle Park. Yeah, I want to go to Oracle Park down there. I've, I've never been. Uh, I know a lot of you guys are like, well, you're a Niner fan. You you always go to Niner games. But I've had, never been to the their baseball stadium because, one, I'm not a Giants fan. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I, w- I, would, I would like to go see that stadium, watch the Dodgers play out there. Uh Another stadium that's that's on my list and I've been wanting to go is Colorado. I don't know why. That stadium, I, I always liked it. Just the way that it's designed. Colorado is just a nice stadium, nice ballpark. The way they uh the way they have it set up, it seems like a like a like awesome ballpark. I've been to Petco. Petco's another awesome stadium. I've haven't been to Arizona. I would like to go to Arizona too. Um but yeah, um yeah, those are some some ballparks I want to hit hit up. Wrigley, obviously one for the bucket list. So, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna appreciate going to ball games more. Uh, hopefully, when this is all over. 
Yeah, I, I have this thing where I, I want to go to every MLB park. Like, I love all my sports, but if I could do every MLB park before I die, that would be awesome. I definitely have it on, on my breakfast list. Um, obviously, I'm missing Chase, man. Um, I was supposed to, well, it was in the talks with my girlfriend. We were supposed to go 4th of July this year against Cincinnati, but obviously this whole pandemic thing happened, wasn't able to happen. And that was one of my... Uh, was one of my favorite things about going to Arizona on 4th of July, but it just didn't happen this year, obviously. But Oracle Park is a beautiful park. I was able to experience that last year. Food is amazing out there. If you haven't gone to Oracle Park, I highly recommend going. Uh, the food is so bomb. The crabby sandwich they got out there in center field, amazing. Uh, I went last year. Um, got a picture with Archie Bradley. That was dope. Um, yeah, it was like a Sunday cloudy game. Dope uh, ballpark to be at. Dope game to be at. Um, yeah, good games out there in San Fran. Nice ballpark. Coors Field, obviously, that's top on my list. Uh, just the just the sunset, man, on a night game, on a afternoon game. Uh, that's that's a beautiful sunset, man. I love playing Colorado. I, every time we play Colorado, man, it's like must see TV for me, and that's probably my favorite team to play. And then a West, um, I feel like I feel like we got that rivalry. I feel like it's the Giants, Dodgers, you know, just because they're always going head to head. Got that big rivalry, and I feel like the next tier is Arizona, Colorado, just because of that iconic fucking and a wild card game they have in twenty seventeen, and they just you know they just remind me of the, they remind me a lot of each other, the way they compete. But Miami, I don't know why I would want to go visit Miami. I know it's an empty Paul Park, dude, but I heard they have some crazy... They got, like, a club out there during the game. Uh, it's dope, but I... You know, I've never been to Miami, so going out there to visit to see that ballpark would be dope. New York. Uh, both New Yorks, obviously. Um, I think... I think... Uh, I don't know what the Seattle's called, but they got, like, uh, grasshoppers out there to eat. Oh, wow. So I wouldn't want to try that, because I, uh. I guess that's their famous... Or that's their signature food at the ballpark. I'll pass on the grasshoppers. <laughs> so, you know, just try it out. But hopefully I get to experience all 30 ballparks. And, but, yeah, man, I'm excited for 2021. Uh, but Coors Field is top of the list for 2021 if I'm able to. And, and Chase. Um, before before we end the show, um, what's, let's say you're the manager of the Dodgers. Every, every MLB player out there is a free agent. You get to choose any position, anybody you want. Who are you, who you taking? It could be a Dodger player. It could be anybody else from another team. Who do you want? Oh, man. Uh, wow, that's, that's, a, that's a tough one, but I, I'd go Yelich. I love Yelich. I think Yelich is an awesome ball player, man. Put him in a lineup with Cody Bellinger. Oh, dude, that would be crazy. Two, uh, two left-handed bats, two, uh, two former MVPs in the same lineup. I mean... But then us Dodger fans, I mean, we're kind of spoiled because we do have Mookie Betts. And we're going to see what Mookie's all about uh, this season. And uh, But, yeah, I think I think Mookie and Yelich will be those two guys I, I would I would hope that we sign. Obviously, we can get Yelich. He's signed through, I don't know, 2026 or something. Yeah, kind of crazy. Uh, but, uh, but. I hope the Dodgers find a way to keep Mookie because I, 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 even if it's just a sixty-game season, and that's and he has an amazing season, but 
And you, I don't want them to be like, oh, it's a small sample size. No, he's he's been a good ball player for a long time, for since he's been in the league. For me, if I could choose any player, dude, I would want Scherzer back. <laughs> we ended up getting rid of Scherzer young in his career, and you know, just get him back here, man. Uh, um, Arizona, we've always had great hitters for so long. I mean, hitters has n- never been a problem in Arizona. So, I, me as a GM, I would want to build a pitching staff. And I guess we had some talented pitchers, but, I mean, a guy like Scherzer, man, just to know that we let him go at one point, <laughs> that stings a little bit. So, I would I want Scherzer back. Um, uh, I'm a big Yellow fan, too. So And we were close to acquiring Lettlich, uh with when he got traded. We were so close, but I guess the deal didn't fall through or something. They wanted too much. God, I want to give up the whole farm for him. <laughs> yeah, Yelich is, a, is an awesome ball player. Um, yeah, Scherzer's another one I think you guys would want back. Uh, I guess pitcher, who would I want? Dude, pitcher, if, if I had to choose a pitcher that that I would want, I guess I would say um, that's tough. I would say Strasburg, just because I I think he's he's still young and he's still dominant. Uh, he's he, I think he you know he doesn't have a lot of uh he's had a lot of injuries early in his career, but it seems like he's figured it out. And I think I think Strasburg is a, it's between I would want him or, or Cole, but I think Strasburg man when he was a free agent this year, I was hoping the Dodgers threw some money at him um to have him pair him up with Bueller. Oh, man, dude, that'd be crazy. Crazy good, you know. Um, I know us. I know Dodger fans don't want to hear it, but we got to start finding a way to replace Kershaw, some way, somehow. You know, I know we all want to see him retire as a Dodger, but you got to start looking the other way around. You got to start trying to find his replacement. You know, so I think a guy. I think a guy like uh, Shosper would have been would have been legit. Who's your favorite player growing up? Wasn't a Dodger fan. Wasn't a Dodger, I mean. I think one of my favorite players growing up was uh, Pedro Martinez. Uh, I just liked the way he 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 would uh, pitch. Uh, you know, when when Boston won that World Series and he was on that team, I was so happy for him because. Uh, you know they had came back on the Yank on the Yankees when they were down three zero, and him and Schilling were dominant. But yeah, he Pedro Martinez has always been one of my favorite uh, ball players. Just the way he goes about it, and it seems like he doesn't he doesn't give he doesn't give a fuck. You know he's just out there just letting it rip and uh, come hit this fastball and hopefully you can touch it. Uh, I like that. A couple of my favorite players, uh, Sammy Sosa. Growing up as a kid, man, I love Sammy Sosa. I used to go up to a plate of T-ball and try to bat like Sammy Sosa and strike out on the T-ball. And I remember, uh, like, reenacting the home run with Sammy, how he he had the American flag as a little kid after 9-11. Remember that? My my grandpa would say, hey, do that again. He would just laugh because I will go around the pool with my my hand in the air and just uh, doing the Sammy Sosa. 
uh, 9-11 American flag thing. It was just, it was just cool, man. Just a, a player that I really like seeing. I know the whole steroid scandal and whatnot. Uh, I have my opinion on the steroid scandal, but yeah, and Ken Griffey was another one, dude. I think he had the smoothest swing in baseball. You know, probably will always have it, and yeah. Yeah, Ken Griffey's another one. Man, I, I remember, like, when I was a kid, uh, you know, Saturday mornings, there was always baseball, 1 o'clock games. And that was, I would always be excited when uh, when they would put the Mariners on because like, Ken Griffey was, a, he was like a Jordan to, to, to a lot of uh, – young uh, baseball fans um he was smooth uh the hat backwards awesome defense i mean his career with the manners was amazing man he was he was a stud when he went to cincinnati towards the end of his career uh injuries the injury bug got to him uh but even though man he what what, what was his home run uh how many homers did he hit in his career like six six hundred right he got to six hundred right mm-hmm. And so I think that's a that's an awesome accomplishment. Uh, but yeah, Griff, Griffey's another one of my favorite players. He's that's smooth swing, man. He just it was it was sweet. Uh, you know his Cody Bellinger's swing kind of reminds me of of Griffey. It's 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 a little complex, but his follow through is smooth, just like Griffey. Griffey had that smooth follow through, man. It just seemed like like it didn't. It seemed like he he. He he hit anything, you know. Uh, he was uh, he was he's one he was one, he's one of my favorite players. I think. Oh well, growing up also, like, he was just. But tops is Pedro Martinez for me. Mm-hmm. All right, before we end of the show, what do you sound on the stories? Do you think mm-hmm. you think Bonds, Sosa, McGuire deserve a Hall of Fame recognition or not? Just quick, quick. Yeah, I think I think they do. Uh, because everybody did it, you know. It wasn't like it wasn't like. Uh, one player did it. Man, everybody did it. Gagne, uh, Sosa, McGuire, Conseco, Conseco, <laughs> Alex Rodriguez. They all did it, man. It was just, it, it, it was uh, it was cheaters versus cheaters. That's that's what it was. It wasn't like, uh, you know, uh, one one person did it and another one didn't. Roger Clemens, another right, guy. Yeah. I, he doesn't, you know, he was a dominant pitcher, man. Uh, do I, you know, do, do I think these guys should be voted in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. I mean, it was just a bad era for baseball, you know. It was, it was, it was, it was a pretty bad uh, time for baseball and their scandal and everything. But at the end of the day, a lot of, I, 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 I don't know exactly the numbers, but I would say probably what, 75% of these players are doing it. So, I mean, and then there was a lot of players that didn't get caught. So I don't know. That's just my opinion on this. Yeah, I think, I, I think they definitely should put them in. I think you got to slap them on the wrist, obviously. They've been so many years without making his Hall of Fame. But, I mean, there's some, I don't know if you guys read Jose Canseco's book. I read a little bit of it. Still haven't finished it. But, I mean, he, he says, like, I mean, the owners knew about it. And it's just like it, the owners were drawing in fans because these guys were hitting uh, home runs left and right man everywhere you went and and they didn't care they said hey you just as long as you don't get caught you're, you're good you know but once you got caught the owners would be oh you know we can't we can't take this guy because he's doing steroids but uh, the owners knew deep inside and they didn't they just 
I mean, they were making money. They didn't care. Yeah, I mean, they're ma- they're ma- they're making money, and not only that, but the the. I feel like during that time, baseball was really popular in '98 when they had the home run race. Dude, baseball got really popular then, dude. I mean, come on. I remember I'd get home from school and they had the home run race, McGuire and Sosa. I would be like, man, who hit what today? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, they're both at sixty. Oh, they're one's at sixty-two. The other one's at sixty-three. You know, it was it was just like back and forth, and that was a good time in baseball. I feel, you know, because. Like I said, everybody was doing it. You know, it sucks, you know, that these guys can't get in the Hall of Fame. Uh, especially, dude, like I tell you, I, it sucks that these guys can't get in the Hall of Fame. But a team like the Astros could get away with the World Series Championship. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. But yeah. it, like, uh, it's still cheating. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's still still cheating. So what's, what is the difference? Yeah. In my opinion, what, what what is the difference? They both cheated, but you're 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 holding uh you're holding some of these uh, Hall of Fame players from the '90s accountable uh, for what their mistakes, but you're kind of just slapping the hand on the Astros, mm-hmm. which makes to me it's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't get it. It's just you're gonna, you're gonna have bonds with the most home runs ever. And not in the Hall of Fame. That just sounds weird to me. But like you said, like Houston. May- yeah, maybe, maybe that 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 home run record might feel a little like weird. Maybe like Hank Aaron should maybe still be considered, you know, the home run king. I guess you could say. But Boggs was an awesome player before this whole steroids thing started. But when he was in Pittsburgh, he was amazing. He 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 was good. It's just I think when he when he when the whole steroid era came, that's when he started jacking up homers. But he was always a good hitter. I mean, he wasn't a bad hitter. He was always good. Uh, I think he won a couple MVPs when he was with the Pirates or so. So, yeah. Uh, I think uh, baseball, I mean, that's, a, that's a, a, I guess, a different story or topic to talk about in the future. But, yeah, they, they should clean that up. Just let these guys in, man. Just stop the whole, uh, all the writers and, you know, the writing about, oh, they shouldn't, they're cheaters, they they did the game dirty. Dude, just stop. You know, everybody did it. It was it wasn't just a couple of guys on the list. I'm pretty sure there was more on that list that didn't come up. Yeah. Um. According to Jose, there was 80 percent of the league was doing it. So it was cheaters versus cheaters, man. It was a fun time in baseball. Obviously, you don't want that to happen in the game today because I mean health issues for the players and whatnot. You know, obviously, there's no points. Uh, place for steroids in this this time but i mean you know you gotta give them a slap on the wrist for that era and but i think they de- definitely deserve some hall of fame recognition but um yeah man i, I want to thank you guys for listening if you guys took the time to listen to our show on fourth of july man that, that's cool we really appreciate it um obviously follow us here follow our instagrams um yeah tell people about us um we really appreciate the support and yeah yeah, I mean, uh, thank you guys uh, for listening. Um, probably within the next week or so, we'll have some more content for you guys to listen to. Uh, hopefully, MLB comes out with the schedule. We'll maybe touch space on the schedule. And maybe uh, we'll have some more uh, predictions on what we think uh, standings might be. I know we touched it, uh, touched a little bit about it today, but uh, hopefully, like, we could, uh, you know, make our final predictions on who we think is going to win the divisions and and uh and yeah just uh just be positive out there i know the the world is a little crazy sometimes with everything that goes on but i think uh if you keep uh 
you stay positive and you keep a you 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 stay upright. Uh, I think a lot of good things could happen uh, for you. Uh, I know sometimes it just seems like oh, it's chaos out there, but um, but yeah, let's uh, let's let's continue to stay positive. Hope this uh, baseball season uh, finishes and uh, and we have a champion in the fall. And uh, let's just uh, hope that all sports come back and all these players stay healthy and uh, and hope that uh, that it's gonna be a, a good uh, good summer to finish it off. You know, all these sports are coming lining up uh, back to back to back. You know, that's 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 gonna be cool. Yeah, guys, um, it's gonna be an amazing season. Stay positive out there. Enjoy the fireworks tonight. Be safe. And yeah, um, I was really excited to do the show, so I'm glad we were able to do it for you guys on Fourth of July. Um, can't thank you guys enough for listening to us and just keep, keep getting the word about us. All right. Peace out guys.